0: Don't be surprised when it all comes Falling afar with just one false moon From total chaos Will this world ever live in Still moons and breeze Don't be surprised when it dies Like you and me Cause it could happen today Alright, what's up everybody? Living off the land, coming at you Episode 208, I'm Dan Here with Steve, a.k.a. Tortoise Steve Uh
1: What's that? <laughs> What's that? (laughs) Kicking it back to the 90s with that one. Oh, you know, we were just thinking of the old 7-Up guy. That was around the same time. Make 7-Up yours. Hey. All right.
0: Well, I opened a can and uh, just took a sip of...
1: It was not 7-Up.
0: It was not 7. No. It was not not make 7-Up yours. (laughs) Uh, It is the beer of the week. And the beer of the week this week hails from uh, our friends at Fatheads Brewery. Um,
1: Fatheads.
0: Located locally uh, with a tap room in North Olmsted, uh, as well as the large beer hall in Middleburg Heights. Uh, Fatheads. Tonight I'm drinking their, I think, relatively new uh, Juiced to Jupiter Tangerine IPA. Now
1: is it red?
0: Uh no. Hmm. It is not
1: red. That was my initial thought too, as we we're talking about Jupiter, but it is
0: not red. I think it had I think as more to do with the uh what what's it called when you have uh i'm gonna sound like such an idiot
1: okay i can't wait to hear this (laughs) when you have
0: when you have word when you have consecutive words with the same letter what is that called Uh, alliteration alliteration that's what i was thinking i was too scared to say it because i didn't want to sound like a freaking moron
1: (laughs) yes alliteration thank you linda lackey shout out
0: (laughs) alliteration aside i think i'll take my chances hey (laughs) oh name that movie Dodgeball. Heyo
1: A True Underdog Ding. Story. One of the greatest movies of all time, oh, as far as I'm fantastic. concerned. One of the best
0: comedies of the last ever couple, couple decades. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Well, so Tangerine IPA, Juiced to Jupiter. This is I think one of their newest creations at Fatheads. I don't know if this is if this is just a seasonal. Um, it is haha, get it? Juiced to Jupiter. It is a out of this world IPA. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it is 6% ABV, alcohol by volume, 35 IBUs, malt beverage with natural flavors, it says.
1: Well, if it's out of this world, it has to be very IPA-y. Oh, right?
0: it, it very much is. Okay. It's like a West Coast IPA with, with like a tangerine thrown in it. Hmm. Um, Which, you don't like beer anyway, but this would probably make you gag.
1: Oh, okay then.
0: Uh but not to say that that, that it's give it bad.
1: 0. 0. Wow. Well, <laughs> it uh
0: I'll say it right off the bat. Uh I always hate doing this because it's like, hey, fatheads, if you want to sponsor us, come uh I, this is one that I, I I really am not keen on. Hmm. Uh that's not to say like it, it's so hard to like give your opinion on like beer because like everybody has a different taste. That's right. You know, like you could like hate mexican food and eat somewhere and it could be like some of the best mexican food like in the area but just because you don't like it you're not going to give it a good review right um yeah i uh i'm just i'm not really a fan of it let me take another drink yeah i mean there's nothing bad
1: about it um it's does this violate the no fruit and beer man law here? Is is that part of the problem?
0: No, I'm t- I'm totally fine with with a fruity type beer. Um I don't know. And 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 to be fair, I don't know what I was expecting, so I don't really know if like this is a knock on this beer or the product that Fatheads put out. This could be really good to some people. Just I for, I don't know. I I'm at a loss for words, really. Hmm. to be honest with you. I don't know. It's it's strange. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6.2 as a rating.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: to be honest with you, I probably would not get this again. Um, that doesn't mean that I don't love uh, Fatheads uh, beer and their products. I tend to love almost everything that Fatheads puts out. But this one, for me, is not something that uh, really hit the mark for me. But that's not to say that you out there wouldn't like it if you're listening. I'm a fan of tangerines. Apparently, I'm not a fan of tangerines and IPAs. So there you go.
1: I have to say they did a pretty good job on the can art. The the uh, yeah, outer very, space theme. Yeah. Uh, it's like very cosmosy with the with the reds, pinks and the purples. Uh they've got the hops just kind of flying around almost like they're asteroids. Yeah, which I'll is be taking i pi- cool.
0: I'll be taking a picture of the can and I'll be posting it on our Instagram account. Um can very cool. Very cool. Um Yeah, I don't know. Just I guess not my style, I guess. So mm. that is the uh, beer of the week this week. Uh, head out to your local Fat Heads and uh, give this a try. I, that, that Me saying it's not my style or whatever, that doesn't mean I'm saying don't try this. Try it. It didn't work for me. It might be your favorite beer out there. Who knows? I don't know. I love Fat Heads. I love, like I said, I love most of their beers. Uh, Hop Juju, um, you know, all of their Christmas beers, their, you know, Spooky Tooth, all that stuff, all of their uh, seasonals, and uh, this one just, you know, didn't really hit for me, but...
1: As stated earlier, their tap room is in North Olmstead, corner of Columbia and Lorraine Road, and of course their major uh, distribution facility, and uh, uh, I can't even think of the word, their, their big facility in Millbrook Heights, just off of Engle Road, so... Uh, Get on out to your local fatheads because they got lots of great offerings there. And uh, we're going to turn it over now to uh, our very, very special segment, BNAC, as we are referring to, to. Let's go. So anyway, yesterday was April 25th, which if you're not aware is Miscongeniality Congeniality Day. Have you ever seen that film, by the way? A uh, long time ago. Okay. Well, it, this it, it, the day stems from a famous quote from this movie, where uh, William Shatner, who plays the um, uh, the head of the, the Miss USA pageant committee, asks the question of what is the, the perfect day, uh, the perfect date, and the contestant responds, Miss Rhode Island says, "I'd have to say April twenty fifth because it's not too hot, not too cold. All you need is a light jacket." What does that have to do with BNAC? Not today. Well. Not today. well Mist- well, actually, if we're talking about Monday, it actually kind of was that. But today it is much cooler, unfortunately. No, th- th- today is the 26th. My bad. Yes. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> what does that stuff to do with me back in Cleveland? Well, Miss Congeniality or Mr. Congeniality is usually a, ty- a very friendly person who could win a contest for having the best personality. If you had to guess which neighborhood in Cleveland has the best personality, what would you say? Just throw it out there. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> to me there are three contenders. I don't even know
0: I don't even know how, I don't even know how to qualify that.
1: To me there are three main contenders. One is Ohio City, which we already did. Okay. The second is University Circle, and the third is the neighborhood that we were talking about tonight, which is Tremont. Ah, Tremont. Yes. Ah. Tremont neighborhood is your quintessential residential plus commercial I would say like commercial restaurant bar district. It really is your most straight, you know, not perfect neighborhood. I mean, every neighborhood has its issues, but I mean, this, this place is pretty quaint. and It is very, very historic in a lot of its area. We're going to talk about its geography first. It basically runs the East edge runs all along the Columbia, the uh, Columbia, the Cuyahoga river. And that goes almost all the way up to the interbelt bridge. And then you have this one little doohickey near the uh, near the Cleveland sign, right atop top the the Cuyahoga River, <coughs> and then it comes back down on the west side down uh, West Twenty Fifth Street, and then over uh, along to I seventy one, and it basically the southern end of it basically ends at Steelyard. Mm-hmm. Um, Steelyard, of course, a major commercial complex with a whole bunch of your big box stores and a few other um, assorted stores in that area. As you get up the hill out from Steelyard, you come into the residential neighborhood uh, just south of I-490. And that's where you have our—when people think out of town when they think of Tremont, there's one place in particular they think of, and that's the Christmas Story House. Yep. Which is right on the south end of the neighborhood just off of West 14th Street. The old leg lamp. Yep. Uh, Fragile. Must be Italian. That's right. Yep. So this attraction, it's open all year. Uh you don't just have to go in Christmas season. It it's it's open at any time pretty much. Uh I think they're open from like on the weekends, they're open from like nine AM to like three in the afternoon, something like that. As you get north of I four ninety, you start to head into your main commercial district. Uh you you Lincoln Park actually is the parkland, which is kind of a, a central area uh around which a lot of the businesses are are located. The main business district is just off to the northeast of Lincoln Park. I tried Lincoln so Park. hard
0: and got so far, but in the end, it doesn't really matter.
1: It doesn't even matter. Except Lincoln Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to the south of Lincoln Park is maybe my favorite place to eat in all of Tremont, and that's Grumpy's Cafe. Mm. Grumpy's Cafe yes. is awesome.
0: Spectacular.
1: If you have not gone there for breakfast... Brunch. you need to we breakfast brunch. or brunch it is <laughs> I mean just some of the the stuff they make there I mean not, your hash brown potatoes your eggs and bacon I mean you could say well you can get great breakfast everywhere but I, trust me Grumpy's really does it up and even if you go during during the later portions of the day they've got great food too uh, as you go up, back up toward Lincoln Park you get to some of your other areas like Prosperity Social Club Cloak another and Dagger another great
0: place yeah, prosperity—another great place to go for
1: brunch. Mm. That's almost like the breakfast block, West 11th uh, yeah. over to West 14th, just south of Lincoln Park. Get on out. Cloak and Dagger is, is next up, and then you've got Literary Tavern, and then you kind of hit into the the real bar district there, where you've got Bourbon Street Barrel Room, the Treehouse is there. Treehouse is good. Flying Monkey Cafe isn't is in that I don't corridor? Know if I've been there. Uh, this is this is right along Jefferson Avenue and also yeah, where is that? that's Professor Avenue. Uh, and then also right next to all of these places, you have you have the Imposters Theater, which I've actually never even been to. But it's a four point nine star rated performing arts theater, which is right at the corner. Of Professor and I just lost it. Professor and Jefferson Avenue. So that that might be – you know, you talk about hole-in-the-wall bars and stuff like that. This might be your hole-in-the-wall community theater that uh, nobody outside the neighborhood really knows about. but But, uh, sure. you know, could could be a real find. Uh, Imposter's Theater, again, that's, again, at the corner of Jefferson and uh, Professor. And then as you get up to the north end of the neighborhood, um, you've got uh, a few other businesses of note. You've got Barrio's location in Tremont is up there. Yep. Fat Cats is up there on West 10th. It's the Southside uh, Eatery is on West 11th. Mm-hmm. Bodhi Tree Massage and Skin Care Spa is also on West 11th, just uh, just off the uh, the ramp onto the Interbelt Bridge, actually. And that is a five-star massage spa. Like, literally every rating they've got on Google is a five-star rating. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So, if you are in or if you're into getting massages or facials or anything like that, this is the place you got to go. Bodhi Tree Massage and Skincare on West 11th just north of Fairfield Avenue. What did, did I, I say something?
0: No, no, no. I okay. was I was going to make a joke, but it'd be in poor taste. Ah, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. I, and then okay, so if you want to laugh there's also the Affogato Cat Cafe, which mm. is just off of Starkweather Avenue. Yeah, you know, we talk about a lot of places being dog-friendly. This might be one of the most <sighs> cat-friendly places in all of Cleveland. I will never bring- be there. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I feeling I was going to get that. Yep. Can't, man. I'll Dan, be sneezing, and my Dan eyes will be swollen cats. shut. Yeah, literally, no. it's, it's bring your cat to the cafe in the coffee shop. That's that's kind of what Affogato I'll is. I'll take their word for it. Yeah. So yeah, Take their word for it. Anyway, and that's right next to Lucky's Cafe, by the way, on Starkweather Avenue. So that pretty much covers it. I didn't talk much about the residential area here in Tremont. Oh, I but, thought, uh, let's, we can't talk
0: about Tremont and not talk about Edison's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't uh, talk about Tremont and not mention High and Dry. Uh, what else is over
1: there? Spotted Owl I didn't mention. Spotted Owl. Civilization. There's another coffee shop I didn't mention. That's on Candleworth Avenue.
0: Uh, Yes. Uh, There's another one. Oh, there's another coffee shop that I'm uh, I'm missing. Tremont
1: Tremont. is, so when you talk about University Circle and Ohio City and, well, Lakewood. We haven't talked about Lakewood, obviously, but, like, these are your nighttime kind of areas. Loop. That's another coffee shop. Tremont is your quintessential like morning to early afternoon neighborhood. That really is like the time when it's bustling the most, other than maybe late night, possibly. Yeah,
0: morning and late night for sure. Yeah. Uh, Also, Fahrenheit. Shout out Chef Rocco Whalen in uh, in Tremont, but I know that I think Fahrenheit is moving to downtown, but I know it's still open in Tremont.
1: Uh, Shout out to uh, Chef Rocco Whalen. you talk about one of the great ambassadors for Cleveland. Uh, Chef Rocco Whalen is definitely one of those. Him and Chef Michael Simon. Michael Simon had Lolita, really
0: Lolita in uh, in Tremont mm-hmm. uh, before. Uh, something happened. I can't remember. Covid if it caught or a less. fire. No, I can't remember if it was a, if it was a fire that closed it down. Mm. And I think he was going to open up a different um, concept in the same building, and I think that's when COVID hit, mm. and that threw a wrench into that whole. Uh, deal but uh but yeah there's ton of places in Tremont um that's one of the that's one of the big big time places like if, if you're entertaining anybody from out of town um for the weekend start your Saturday off in Tremont somewhere get brunch get breakfast brunch and then if it's during the summer just walk around Tremont um
1: probably yeah, the most so walkable neighborhood in all of Cleveland
0: yeah for sure in truth yeah, I mean that that in Ohio City, like we mentioned yeah. uh, when we were introducing uh, Tremont, but yeah, uh, Tremont Tap House is another place in Tremont. I just keep I just keep thinking of spots um, as we talk about it.
1: It's all very compact in Tremont. It's not a very large. I mean, at least the the commercial and residential portion of the neighborhood is not very large geographically. So you can walk across it. It's less than a mile across, really. Yeah, in in any direction. So it's parallax i didn't even mention either that's a sushi that's another spot. place yeah i just keep i just keep it's at the corner of fairfield and west 11th street yeah right next and to the south gotta side be,
0: there's got to be places um oh Raleigh Inn. right just right across the street from uh uh from the christmas story house good food there um yeah there's just so many places that I, I keep keep thinking of
1: you know when you're talking about the primo neighborhoods it's hard to get them all in you know
0: yeah, that's true. I just I just wanted to make I just wanted to make sure I hit every place that I that I knew of in Tremont. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been a minute since I've been out in Tremont just because of the pandemic and everything. And uh now that I'm a homeowner in the suburbs, like I'm not going out into the city as much. Um as far as like bar hopping and, and stuff like that. But uh yeah, tons of tons of places in Tremont. Tons. So yeah. We're gonna get
1: make sure that we get on out one of these weekends where it is warm, but kinda like last weekend. Um and just go again, fully recommend, you know, oh, by the way,
0: by the way, before before we move before we move on, how freaking incredible was the weather this weekend?
1: Uh pretty awesome. It was summertime.
0: It was actually warmer than they originally anticipated. Yeah, we were, were like mid were, upper eighties. Yeah.
1: We had to be getting closer to breaking heat records. And I, I got
0: think. and I and I gotta say uh, it wasn't like it was extremely unbearable because we didn't have the humidity, right? That we do. But I will say, going from forty-five to eighty-five in like a twenty-four to forty-eight hour stretch, that was a that was a shock to the system, for sure.
1: If you were participating in any baseball games or track meets or anything like that uh, on Saturday, it was a little toasty. <clears throat> You, oh, had, you hadn't way, seen weather like that in a long time. People that so, like to
0: dog the weather in Cleveland, don't worry. It's back down to 40, 45, and it might snow overnight. Really? Either tonight or tomorrow. Oh, the
1: weather geek in me just, just uh, kind of did a little heart jump there. Really?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. We went last so, Monday, Tuesday, we
1: snow. Set my alarm for 4 a.m. No, I won't do that.
0: I don't know. You might be up anyway with the, with, with the little one. But. Who knows?
1: I mean, 4 a.m. is about
0: usually what she has, their her middle-of-the-night feeding. So. Uh, yeah, so last Monday, Tuesday, snow. Then we got the 50s, 60s, and then Saturday, Sunday, 85. And now we're back in the 40s.
1: Back down the other side, you know, it's just hills. It's that you know the average temperature is about sixty, but we don't have many average days. No, it's but it's like not sixty we get, ever. We get forties and eighties, and they just kind of average into each other. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, but like
0: yeah. So I, I definitely wanted to mention that before uh, before we went ever. I, I saw I saw a lot of pictures of people um, at Edgewater this weekend, which was awesome. Uh, a lot of people taking their dogs to the to the dog friendly side of Edgewater. Um,
1: I wonder if anybody was actually going into the lake with oh, the would, water temperature being in the 50s. I would,
0: I would highly doubt it. <laughs> I mean, unless you didn't put any sunscreen on and you were burning.
1: I once went into about 50-degree water when I was in Sunderland, England, and uh, oh. I got into about uh, yeah. knee-deep before I could just not take any more.
0: Dipping the bollocks
1: in the water. People who do polar bear plunge and stuff like that uh Godspeed to you. I just, <laughs> I just could never do that.
0: Sorry. <laughs> oh man.
1: Do you think Hugh Jackson actually did that after the O sixteen, or did he just? Oh yeah, he did. They
0: they, fumed, they 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 uh uh recorded it.
1: He actually did. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, his pants came down and everything. He saw his ass crack when he jumped when he <laughs> when he stood up out of the lake. Oh yeah. I'm sure that's on YouTube somewhere.
1: Was worse going O sixteen or that?
0: <laughs> uh, going O sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. Well, well anyway, that's uh that's that's better know a neighborhood. That uh, is
1: Tremont, that's neighborhood number eleven in the city and, and you, you can, can put, put it that on the board. on the board. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> I love the I love the mild tone of that one this week. And the crowd I fe- goes mild. I, 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 <laughs> I feel like we were like progressing to like obnoxious levels and like distortion <laughs> on the mics and we were screaming that. But uh, but yeah,
1: so we definitely scared Ryan last week. Yeah, he was was... like,
0: "What on earth are you guys doing?" (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Shout out Ryan again, uh, our guest uh, last week, former uh, co-host of uh, Living Off the Land. So, all right, so let us get into uh, some more topics for tonight's show. And what do we want to start off with? Do we want to just go?
1: Well, I mean, we did. I did just mention the Browns. It is draft week, is it not? It is draft week. Browns do not have a first-round pick, of course. They traded that away to Houston in the Deshaun Watson deal.
0: It's 2022. We don't have another first-round pick until 2025 eek. currently scheduled. But, eek! Hopefully, we have our franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. So, I'll take that trade off any day of the week that we have Fingers crossed. it's a great, to fruition. It's a
1: great trade if if we have it, which we've legislated many times on this podcast Absolutely.
0: already. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but so this, this year's, uh, this year's draft is in Las, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, and, yes. uh, they're getting set up for that.
1: This and, was huh. the, uh, they were supposed to have it in 2020, were they not? And then COVID <coughs> knocked that away.
0: Yep. And they had already had it scheduled for Cleveland in 2021. So they decided they would circle back, uh, the year after. Um, so it is in Vegas this year. Uh, I know a lot of the national media were traveling today to go out to, uh, fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada and uh I just wanted to spend a little bit of time almost looking back last year because the NFL draft was here and I feel like while we we had a great it was a great event for the city it had to obviously be tempered because there were um, attendance restrictions and you know COVID protocols were still in place and but I'm thankful to the fact that we actually got to hold the event. And I think the people that put on the event last year did an incredible job. Uh, I thought the location was perfect for the draft uh, down uh, on the lakefront uh, by the stadium. Um, a lot of the scenery was great. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, the draft comes back sooner rather than later. Because I think that Cleveland has shown a propensity to Put on, you know, it, for for not being known as a big time, big market city, we've gotten pretty much every single major either sporting event or, you know, you talk about the Republican National Convention um, over the last decade. And I think every single time the city has hit it out of the park with these events and shown their capacity to put on these large scale events and. It, it, it's a great showcase for the city, and I think, you know, we're going to be talking about potentially a new stadium in this city soon. And
1: it's if, funny you mentioned that because we were talking about Tremont just a little while ago, uh, one of the sites that we were potential talking site about in was those like in those travel right lands right on the border between Tremont and the Industrial Valley. Yeah, just down south the, of down that valley. valley.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, if they're not going to keep it on the on the lakefront, either by putting it where Burke Lakefront, cause you can't put it the same location as it is now because you got to knock the stadium down and then build a new one. And then right, where are the Browns going to play for the next three, four years? Yeah. There's no other place. They're not going to drive down to Columbus and play at Ohio stadium. I mean, where are they going to play?
1: You know, the bears actually did something similar to that when they reconstructed soldier field. Now, granted that was a renovation that only took a year as opposed yeah. to, you know, two or three for a complete stadium rebuild. Cause they, they played for a year in, at University of Illinois in Champaign. Yeah. Which had to be extremely awkward for that yeah. franchise to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I uh in talking about the new stadium, what I hope is we at the very least get a retractable dome because I want to get to happen. It's got to. You cannot in the sta- now listen, in Orchard Park like the Bills just had an agreement have an agreement to Uh, build a new stadium in Orchard Park, um, and they're building it open air because they know that they're never going to get a Super Bowl in Orchard Park. There's not the infrastructure available in Orchard Park uh, to be able to do that.
1: That's less of a dome issue and more of a why are they not building it in downtown Buffalo issue. Right, exactly. Um, There's
0: just no infrastructure. In Cleveland, over the last 10 years, the city has been preparing – almost as if they're expecting these big events and when i talk about big events i'm talking a super bowl i'm talking a final 4 i'm talking a wrestlemania i'm talking uh you know more and more concerts than they already do i mean now you can only do concerts in the summertime at, at brown stadium and they only do one or two a year but you can do them year round at at, at, a, at a at a new stadium with a with a roof on it
1: um can you imagine if Cleveland hosted the college national championship and Ohio State was in it, oh, I'll be insane.
0: <laughs> I mean, if if, if if the Browns if the Browns were to build a new stadium, I you would have to think that uh, there would be calls to move the Big Ten championship there, probably from Indianapolis.
1: It could yeah, I mean, you, you could make that case, um, especially
0: now. You'd want it more centralized with, even though they'll never play in that game probably but maryland and rutgers now being in the big 10 you'd want you'd want it a little more centralized but that's all to say i'm rambling a little bit but uh yeah you know detroit built ford field and what happened they've got they've had a final four they've had a super bowl they've had a wrestlemania like these are and that's detroit nothing against detroit that's detroit we can host those events too and the amount of money that those events would bring into the city, all because—and we're not getting it right now because we don't have a freaking dome on the freaking football stadium. Anyway, but yeah, I just I, reaching it all back to to the draft. I, th- I thought it was a great event that we they put on uh, uh, last year, and then looking forward to this year's event. We, we definitely
1: got shortchanged a little bit with the crowd, you know, not being as large oh, as it could yeah. have been. But ultimately, I remember driving the Lyft car that weekend and people were it not just it, it worked because it was not like super, super crowded in the areas where where the official events were taking place. But everywhere else where people like if you couldn't get tickets to get into the official events, people were hanging out in bars. They were hanging out in the restaurants. They were just hanging out in the parks even because, you know, aside from the first day where it was a little bit rainy for the Friday and Saturday, it was like beautiful weather. So it was just a, it came off great.
0: Yeah, so I uh, I hope we're able to get some of those big events uh, in 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 the in future years once we have the facilities and the infrastructure that uh, Cleveland has been building towards, and I think the cherry on top will be the new football stadium that has a retractable dome on it. So we'll see if that happens. I'm I'm thinking that probably happens in the next five ten years, I, and I actually think it's on it's on the uh, it's on the earlier end of that. I think the Haslam's are ready to start doing that. I think they were ready to do it uh, when they took over ownership of the team. I think they just didn't understand how big of a fight it might have been. Um, so that's why you saw when they first took over ownership of the team, you saw that 150 million dollar renovation of First Energy Stadium with the new scoreboards and the and the uh, the redirection of some of the seating and and all that, and the addition of some of the uh, clubs and stuff that they do in the stadium that they do in all of the modern state the modernized stadiums now. Um, I, I I think we're going to start seriously hearing about a new stadium in the next year or two. I really do.
1: You know, the NFL is not like Major League Baseball <coughs> in which your local revenue isn't the majority of your revenue pie. You have so much money coming in from national TV contracts and everything so that your in-stadium revenue maybe isn't as significant to your survival and competitive balance as mm-hmm. it would be in other sports. But that being said, when you have stadiums like SoFi, like Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, like U.S. Bank in Minneapolis that are just incredible in what they do. I mean, hell, this know.
0: this one's a little bit older. It's probably one of the older ones as far as the new wave, but you, yeah. ju- you just look at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Right. I mean, that was built around like 2009, so it's, you know, it's been around for over a decade now, but just something like that. I mean, it would be absolutely perfect for a city like this. Mm-hmm. I mean that that stadium is, is, is really it's it's like it's no frills, you know, it's it's not like you said, So excuse me, SoFi allegiant, uh anything like that. But I mean it's perfect for Indianapolis. I mean obviously they've they've hosted the Combine for now that might be changing moving forward, but uh they've hosted the Combine for how many years in a row? I don't even know. Uh they've had a Super Bowl there, Final Four, Big Ten Championship game, uh all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've had a WrestleMania there.
1: Interestingly enough, Indianapolis did host a WrestleMania, but that was WrestleMania six way back at the Hoosier dome. That was way before the stadium era.
0: Yeah. So that was a tangent. I didn't expect we were going to get on, but (laughs) uh, yeah. So uh, mainly because we don't really have much to talk about with the Browns. As far as the draft, we don't have a first round pick, so there's not going to be anything to talk about for night one of the draft. And that's, that's always the uh that's always the big part. I I assume that they're going to talk a decent amount of Deshaun Watson just because Houston's going to have our pick uh in the first round. So, I'm sure we're going to get some of that talk and you know, you know they're going to talk about the uh the baggage and the drama that that we've kind of talked to death. Uh we talked a lot about it last week to be honest with you cuz I was interested to hear what Ryan had to say about it, but mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh NFL draft starts on Thursday, goes through the weekend and uh you know the Browns can add some important pieces. I also think that we're gonna. I could be wrong, but I think we're gonna get some resolution to the uh, Baker Mayfield saga uh, this week. I think after the first round, I think you're gonna you're gonna see the Browns really try and move him. Uh, so we shall see. But uh, but yeah. So.
1: I've heard some rumblings regarding Baker that again we're talking about teams where he could possibly land and and yeah. It seems like the consensus leader in that department is Seattle. Yeah. Um, Seattle and Carolina the two. What do you think the Browns would be looking to get from those teams? Uh well, they'd be looking to get players, they'd be looking to get draft picks, like what, exactly how's that? I
0: mean, work? their main objective is to just offload Baker's contract. That's the main objective. Um,
1: Would they pay a salary to do that?
0: I don't think there's a scenario where the Browns don't pay at least part of Baker's salary next year. And I don't think that's Baker's – I think that's squarely on the Browns' fault. I think they played this – I think they played this terribly, to be honest with you. If they were fixated and they were comfortable with making the risk of trading for Deshaun Watson –
1: They should have just done it.
0: They should have traded Baker before – meeting with Deshaun Sean Watson, because then you have some, you, you have some leverage there. Like <clears throat> now teams know that the Browns have to trade Baker. There's no, they're not going to training camp with Baker on their roster. It's not happening. So teams are like, why would I give you anything of confidence when I know you have to trade him? Right. Um. <clears throat> so I think the Browns kind of now that tells me that they were never really confident that they were going to land Deshaun Watson. It probably came as a complete shock to them. They probably went into that meeting with Deshaun. First of all, I don't think they ever wanted it to get public. It leaked. Oh,
1: clearly they didn't want that.
0: And that's when that was the night when you and I were recording. We were talking about that very thing and then the Baker tweet went went viral.
1: Yeah. And I basically said that this was a travesty at the time. Yeah, it's thinking that we were not going to get him.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think the Browns meant forever that meeting to go public because I think the Browns were doing it like as a whim, like oh, we we better at least take a shot, but I think in their heart of hearts I don't think that they thought that Deshaun was going to pick Cleveland. And then when they when he picked Cleveland, they were absolutely floored and they were kind of caught with their pants down. But at the in the same breath, they just landed a franchise quarterback, so it wasn't all bad for them. But now they're kind of they're in this They've been in this like, you know, purgatory almost with Baker. Like, they know that they have to trade him. They have to get rid of him. But teams know that too. So nobody's going to be knocking at the door of Baker. And there's only a couple teams. It's not like, it's not like there's ten teams that are trying to trade for Baker. You know, yeah. At this point, a lot of teams have their quarterback situations sh- sewn up, and that's not to say that Baker is only good enough to start for two NFL teams. That's not true. I think Baker's good no, enough. To, that's Baker's. Not true at all. Baker's good enough to start for half of the league.
1: But if the Browns outright release Baker Mayfield, you know who would be signing him the very next day? Who's that? Steelers. Ugh, yeah. I.
0: Mm. Well, let's hope that
1: guaranteed.
0: We'll, well, they got your boy Mitchell though. I. Baker's better see I agree with that but but it's also it's also a scenario where it's like Baker's better but we already signed Mitchell so it's like is it is Baker that much better to go get him now too and have this weird competition and training camp between Mitchell and and Baker to see Yeah, that's it's not really Pittsburgh
1: style that's, no that's a good point um no. I I a lot of teams would do that, but that's not but, their style. So
0: like you said, I think Seattle is uh Seattle is a key and I think Carolina too. As much as they say no, I mean come on, Sam Darnold's their quarterback. I mean, they would be absolute morons. And plus, plus Matt Rule is in is in a year where if if they don't if they don't markedly improve over the last couple of years, his ass is gone. Yeah. And I can tell you right now Matt Rule if you go into the season and Sam Darnold is your quarterback, your ass is gone. You're done. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> I mean, so you might as well you might as well take the chance on a healthy, recovered and extremely motivated Baker Mayfield to try and save your job. I mean, what else you got? Like we said, Sam Darnold. You go into Sam Darnold, you're done. It's oh, over.
1: And hopefully Carolina doesn't do what the Bears did last year, which is you know get rid of their veteran quarterback and then just draft a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. At a time where they, their, coach and general manager were in a contract year.
0: Yeah. Well, that and and there's 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 really no no good quarterback in the draft this year to be honest with you.
1: Desmond Ritter? No. Please oh. stop it.
0: Just because your brother went to Cincinnati doesn't mean that Desmond Ritter is going to be a good quarterback. But anyway.
1: Shout out Bearcats.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move along here and let's play the, the 24, 24 game. game. MLB edition.
1: So last week we contracted six teams out of the NBA. We dropped, knocked the NBA down to 24 teams. We got rid of Sacramento, Orlando, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Brooklyn, and the L.A. Clippers. So
0: here's the thing I wanted to ask. Do we want to continue, even though it's just the two of us? And I think we should, but I'll, 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 I want to throw it off you. Do we continue with this alternating picking teams to, rather than give our eight, should we just go four and four and just alternate?
1: It's three and three in this case, but yeah. I, oh, MLB is also 30? I, I think we should go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This So, yeah, Commissioner Rob Manfred, was Man so fraud. he was so impressed with our work last week. So now he's contracted out. He says that, you know what, his league has some teams that he needs to get rid of. So we are going to do the same thing to MLB that we did to the NBA last week. And I got to tell you, when, when I did the NBA, when I did my initial cut list— There were, there was only I I had seventeen teams that I said I was absolutely not going to cut from the NBA under any circumstances. With the MLB, I only have eleven. That's a significantly less number. I've got nineteen teams. Last time I only had thirteen. This time I have nineteen teams that are on the potential cut list. So there's a lot more different ways that you we could go with this, and. Dan, you'll have to kind of see if you agree with me on this. Okay. There's almost more teams that you could conceivably cut out of MLB than than are absolutely must stays. <coughs> I listed these teams as my must stays. Okay. The Red Sox. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I'm I'm okay. not prepared. I'm just I'm I want to get a list yeah. of the
1: So Boston Red Sox. Yeah. New York Yankees.
0: Yeah. Begrudgingly.
1: Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, yeah. Philadelphia Phillies. Yes. Washington Nationals. Nee.
0: The only reason why I say yes is because I made the rule last time that if you've... In baseball, I'm going to qualify it a little bit. If you've won a championship in Major League Baseball in the last 50 years, I can't eliminate you. Kind of hard to cut. Okay. And wa- as we all know, Washington won the World Series in
1: 2019. 2019. Um Detroit Tigers. Or was it 2020? It was 2019. Okay. And Continuing on my cannot cut list. Detroit Tigers. Yep. Atlanta Braves. Yep. Chicago Cubs. Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. San Francisco okay. Giants.
0: St. Louis Cardinals might be number one on the list. of what That's the best baseball market in the entire country.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, agreed.
0: Who'd you say after Cardinals? San
1: Francisco Giants. Yep. And Los Angeles Dodgers uh yeah i didn't have anybody else that was absolutely you could not cut outside of that group so uh many many different ways that you could go on this
0: yeah so okay who i'll, I'll let you go ahead and go first
1: okay so cut I, your first team so i'm going first so there is one team that absolutely swing that sword that in my opinion absolutely has just been a joke for the longest time. Aside from like a flash in the pan year here or there, has been an absolute joke for an extremely already, long time. I, I already I already they, regret they being are the, first, in, the first pick. They are in a multi market, in a multi team market.
0: Oh, okay, never mind.
1: Um, which I also dislike. Absolutely. I'm with you there hundred percent. And, you know, The fans in Philadelphia are like, you know, they're savages pretty much. But they (laughs) they had the most savage sign ever uh, outside Citizens Bank Park back when they were doing their, you know, run where they were in the World Series. Almost every year it seemed for three years in a row. Mm -hmm. The sign said, LOL Mets.
0: (laughs) The Mets!
1: The New York Mets are my first pick. They are gone. Sorry. They are the number one pick, huh? This is a team that, you know, farm system, bad. Big money signings, bad. I mean, gosh, just look at what happened to Francisco Lindor after he went there. Uh, There's just not a lot to like. I mean, they they did make the World Series in 2015. I think they had a World Series appearance in 2000, but like those were both situations where they just you know caught a little bit of fire in the playoffs and they really didn't have much of a shot in the World Series. And all the years in between, they're just bad. I think the last one a title in 1969, if I remember correctly. Excellent. And honestly, out of the new newer facilities in baseball, I don't think City Field is that good anyway.
0: Really? No. Interesting.
1: I don't see it ever on like the list of top stadiums in baseball or, or anything like that. And the, in the Yankees' shadow, I just you know it's they're they're like they're the Clippers of MLB.
0: Well, they so it was 22 years ago now, so it's been a while. But they had a chance to give themselves some legitimacy when they played the Yankees in the Subway in the Subway Series, uh, in the in World 2000. Series, 2000, and yes. they got swept. Right.
1: Because oh, that Yankees team, they, that was a dynasty. They, oh, yeah. That was their fourth title in five years. Oh, I believe.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so that's your first team. So we're one down, five yeah. to go. Um Mets are out. Okay. Um, not, no real secret as to where I'm going.
1: Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night,
0: Pittsburgh. Get the hell out. <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates, get out. Now, I will say – they have one of the most beautiful ballparks in all of Major League Baseball. PNC, uh, uh, SNC Park. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> but I love at, that. At, at the at the end of the day, this is all we really need to say. Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the Pirates. This have is not all exact- we need to say. Son of a the Pirates have not exactly been good over the years. Uh, their last title, Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh. The last title was in 1960, I believe. That's right, eight. <laughs> not,
0: not, not that, not that walk we walk off
1: home run in Game Seven, which that's about as not that we can dramatic, make fun of that or anything. That's just but, about as dramatic as you could ever have it. But all like, right, that so that there's was number two. 62 years ago. So, so
0: uh, if if you're keeping track at home, that's two
1: NL teams that we have. Uh, Kick to the curb. We have, and, and we don't. We haven't made a distinction between AL versus NL here. So. No, because essentially,
0: um, for the most part, once we got down to twenty four teams, we would essentially just realign everything. Yeah. Well, and now Major League Baseball has a universal DH, so AL versus NL really doesn't mean anything.
1: That you know that actually is a really salient fact because the DH was one of the big major, major differences between the two leagues, and now they've eliminated I take
0: pride in my saliency.
1: Yeah. At any rate now, the fact that they didn't play interleague games for so long was another kind of big distinction, too. I'm I'm glad that they started doing that in 97 because it was just flat-out weird that you didn't play half the teams. Anyway, this time... Okay, so this is going to be team number three. This time I will pick an AL team. Mm. This is a team that, honestly, this is a harsh cut. I think. Because this is a team that has punched above its weight I- in a lot of recent seasons. Um, economically, this is a market that's not very good. Stadium-wise, it's a market that's absolutely horrifically bad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this was the team that literally invented Moneyball. Ah! But, yes. honestly, the team's moving. So, this yeah, is another almost situation assuredly, where, yeah. like...
0: They're they're moving where the football team moves. It's moved. just...
1: You know the market is not viable, and honestly, this is not the only team that's moved out of the city of Oakland in recent years.
0: So instead of moving them, you're just going to flat out get rid of them.
1: Yeah. So the Oakland A's, I'm sorry, you know, you this this is a team that, in terms of operation, has actually been pretty good. But like, yeah, I will say
0: I will say too, when they wear the, it's similar to the Eagles when they wear those those Kelly green uniforms, absolutely spectacular, especially when they have the Kelly green with the bright yellow. Yeah, That's fantastic. it's fantastic. is absolutely fantastic.
1: The killer for this team, though,
0: hmm.
1: haven't won a title. I don't think they've even made a World Series in the Moneyball era. Wow. Yeah. They they just fail in the playoffs every time.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So okay.
1: yeah, I mean you got to go back to 1974, I think, for the last time they won a championship. So, back when Reggie Jackson was playing for them. All so right. Oakland A's
0: number three. They are out. Uh, I'm going see I. I go with a more simpler approach. Uh, my first team cutting, at uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, you know.
1: That was an obvious choice. yeah, For sure.
0: Uh, th- to me, this is another uh, obvious one, and it's, it's specifically, well, it's a horrible sports town, number one. And number two, cosmetically, their stadium, while brand new, is an absolute eyesore.
1: <laughs> I think I know which one this is. Uh,
0: the old Miami Marlins. And yep. also because – They beat our ass in the 97 World Series. Get out. This is breaking my rule, by the way, because they've won two World Series in the last last 25 years. Yeah. Get out. One was against us. Get out. The other was against the Yankees. (laughs) That's fine, but they beat us, so it cancels out. So get out. (laughs) Those freaking lime green walls that they have in their stadium and that stupid fish thing out in center field, I'm sure you're partial to it. But that thing is No, ugly. that thing is ugly. That's the Sorry. dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Get out. Done. Some,
1: some metrosexual from Miami clearly designed that. In like, the
0: words it's... of the great uh 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 God, what was I gonna say? Uh, uh, no, uh what was I gonna uh. in the words of the great Michael, the filthy animal Stefano, get out. <laughs> Gotta say it with that hard Philly accent. Get out. <laughs>
1: Well, I I mean, that's – championships aside, that's a pretty good choice because Miami's not – you know, we say Miami's not a good sports town, and they probably support the Marlins worse than all their other teams. Yep. So – which is really odd because that stadium is on the site of the old Orange Bowl and is in Little Havana. Yeah. You figure out of all places you would get fan support there, but for some reason it just doesn't work. True. Anyway – we are now on to the fifth choice. So right now we have the New York Mets, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Oakland Athletics, and the Miami Marlins are our four eliminated teams. We're now on the third rotation, mm-hmm. and again, here's where it usually gets quite difficult. Uh, once you get some of the obvious choices are now off the board, you know, oh, I'm I'm between a couple teams here. Uh, but again, my hatred for multi-team markets is again showing up here in this pick. This is a team that honestly I've not cared for in my entire uh, child and adult life, quite frankly. Uh, maybe that was because they were negatively portrayed in Major League Two. But... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, uh, the radio announcer aside, I think this is a team that really doesn't have much of a future. They're again, much the, the, the,
0: if this team didn't exist, we wouldn't have our, we wouldn't have our go home call for the BNAC segment. And
1: perhaps, you know, I wasn't beholden to the championship rule much like Dan was. I mean, they, they had a flash in the pan where they actually did cash in in 2005, but you look at their track record before and after that, over the last 40 years, it's been pretty much pathetic. And for whatever reason, you know, most of the time, so like the Clippers we had to eliminate last week because the Lakers won so many championships. So There's no chance that they were going to compete with that. Same thing with the Mets. No way they're ever going to compete with the Yankees with all their championships. Mm-hmm. The odd thing is about the really popular team in, in Chicago, the Cubs, haven't won a lot of championships. Yep. But for some reason, everybody loves them anyway. Yeah. So it's just intrinsically part of Chicago culture, and they can bark all they want about Northside versus Southside. I'm sorry. The people on the Southside... They'll get over it. <laughs> the Chicago White Sox, gone. Wow. Sorry. Out of here.
0: Wow. Steve attacking the big markets.
1: I, I'm being a savage toward the big markets tonight. I really am. You're a savage. <laughs> classy, Duh. bougie, rat. Okay. The fact that
0: you know the word scares me.
1: Megan the Stallion. I'm not. Sure. That was the song of the pandemic. And sure. Billy Eilish right. winning the, the Grammy over that was a travesty. Just All say, right.
0: let me pick my team.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Well, this is the final team.
1: There was no way I was going through this exercise without knocking out somebody in the AL Central.
0: And I'm just going to pick this team because they've probably collectively over the last decade been the worst team in baseball
1: okay oh uh, you got a couple choices i can think of here
0: But I and it th- sucks because i think i know who it is but i'm not sure it's another place where i i just i love their ballpark
1: oh i know who it is now
0: the baltimore orioles yep they're out is. goodbye get out you're not even competitive no they're not like not even close I mean, I have to go back and look at it. They, they've they got to have, prob- one, if not the, one of the worst records over the last decade.
1: Yeah, I, they probably they do. Baseball. I it, think it, they've it, only made the playoffs like one time. They're maybe? not
0: even trying. So that is... got to go all the way back to mine.
1: 1997 for the last time the Orioles were really relevant.
0: Yeah, and it, isn't that... Uh, had Cal Ripken retired by then? No. He was still playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so...
0: Um, yeah, that's 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 mine.
1: Yeah, so the Orioles gone. So we ultimately eliminated three N L and three A L teams. Yeah.
0: Other teams that were on my chopping block, uh, let's see if you agree or disagree. You gave okay. you gave me the, the the can't cuts. I'll give you some that were on the chopping block. Okay. Uh Colorado Rockies.
1: Yeah, they were on my chopping block.
0: Cincinnati Reds.
1: That was one I had a hard time with, but yeah, they were
0: Seattle Mariners
1: absolutely
0: and Mariners have been pathetic even e- even though they've been really good they have the war the, uh, outside of Oakland who you eliminated this team has the worst stadium in all of the United States of any sport and it's the, the Tampa- Rays it's the Tampa Bay Rays
1: yeah the only thing that's keeping the Rays in is how darn good how good been they've on the been field. yeah because um, yeah their fan support is awful and well I you could say the stadium is bad it's the chicken and the egg thing it's kind of like Oakland but like
0: and for me for me Washington was even though they just won the championship that's why they weren't one of my cuts they're on my list just because i will always be salty about the fact that they moved that team out of Montreal
1: oh okay
0: i just thought it was cool to have a team in uh it was cool to have a team up in Montreal i don't know why maybe it's because i love their logo um, but when they moved the, when they moved them and they put them in the nation's capital, I was like, Bleh.
1: it wasn't a very popular decision, honestly.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I, but in, in the end, it's one that has actually benefited that franchise quite a bit. So for sure. Yeah. You know, that's sure. another situation where, you know, if, if they could build a new stadium in Montreal, that probably wouldn't have happened. You know, stadium mishaps have really been a big thing. So, of those teams you had on the chopping block, I had two other additional teams on the chopping okay. block. One was the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim.
0: Okay. Man, you're just attacking multi. You know, it's Even though this one's it's hard to I mean, they call themselves the Los Angeles Angels, but they're in Anaheim. They're not in Los Angeles. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the market, yeah, it's it's a multi-team market, but and much like much like the other ones that you that you have even though it's multi, multi-team multi markets, there's unequivocally one of the teams is more loved and revered in that market than the other. Like, the Yankees with the Mets, the Cubs with the White Sox, and now the Dodgers with, with Even the
1: going a few years... It's interesting you mentioned that, because even going a few years back, I probably wouldn't have had the Angels on my maybe cut list because of the fact that the Angels were, for a lot of years in the 2000s, early 2010s, the better team in Southern California, and... They were eating into the Dodgers' market share, but now with the Dodgers winning championships right. uh, it's, it's and being the dominant force again, the Angels have really just kind of been in the backwater for a while. And then the other team, you talk about one championship just completely saving a franchise, Kansas City Royals. Yeah. I mean, if they didn't have that title from 2015, they would have maybe been the first team on my list to cut. Back-to-back World Series, right? Yeah. And they won the lost second game year? seven uh, the first time around, and then they I think won like like five games or a sweep the second time. Yeah, of the Mets. I uh, was
0: about I was about to say, imagine being a team that lost game seven of the World Series. Well, yeah. Um, maybe it's I mean, because I don't want to think about
1: it. I don't want to say that. Well, I I, I might don't as well, even say it. I might as well say it. The Guardians were on my maybe cut list. Get out! Get out! They were. Why no why, championship? Just, in se- is that it? No that championship in almost seventy years or over seventy years. Um. Attendance compared to other teams, not very good yeah um it's it's really been more because of the franchise, believe it or not franchises operation that has has pretty much kept kept the guardians in the league at least for now
0: hundred oh, um, percent yeah hundred percent yeah
1: almost perennial playoff team for most of the last decade you know? yeah,
0: so sadly, not in the last three years, but yeah, and I don't think we're going back to the playoffs this year. Probably not. That remains to be seen. But anyway. Uh, Okay, so that is the 24 game. That is the MLB edition. Uh, We will do another sport next week. Uh, This has been a lot of fun. And uh, we are going to keep it rolling next week. Don't know. We'll decide on which league uh, we want to do next week. But before we move off of baseball, there's something that we need to talk about. And it involved our Cleveland Guardians over over the weekend in New York.
1: Against and the it Yankees. also involves our smart ass of the week, and it as has
0: well. nothing to do with what happened on the field. Nothing. Those scumbag Guido wannabes out in right in uh, right center field, uh, cheering and talking trash to one of our players that had just laid out into the wall, cut his face up, and was being evaluated on the field for a concussion. Got the attention of our other outfielders who were just defending their teammate because he got hurt trying to make a play on the field Miles Straw who is now you know that guy could go o for the season and I don't think he'd get a boo from Cleveland fans for what he did climbing the fence and talking trash right back to those fans Did he go into the stands was it a was it a Ron Artest situation malice at the palace no But he got up on the fence, he got in their face, and he let them know. And then after the game, the Yankees had just won the game. What is there to be mad about? They just won a walk-off. They come
1: from behind and they win on a walk-off.
0: And they're chucking beer cans at our players. Scumbags. Absolute trash throwing trash.
1: We talked last week about how bad Boston fan is. New York fan went way above and beyond anything I've seen in a I long mean, time. I mean they were chucking they were base. chucking full
0: beer cans. Oscar Mercado caught one or else he would have gotten hit in the head.
1: Yeah. He could have had his head split open.
0: They actually hit an umpire. <laughs> the umpires went out and the and both uh both dugouts cleared and went into the outfield to try and get them to stop. And an ump turned around to walk back towards the diamond, and he got hit. Probably, I think it was in the back of the leg, or maybe he got hit in the ass or something. He got hit by a beer can.
1: That doesn't feel good.
0: No, and and the ump- reason, and, it, and and for that, the reason I don't care. Like you want to, like like listen, we've thrown crap at at referees and umpires. So you know the 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 convenient thing for Yankee fans are to say like, oh, call the kettle black. uh Cleveland Browns fans uh, threw bottles out of the field. Yeah. We're throwing them at refs for not doing their jobs correctly.
1: Which while very bad and unbecoming
0: terrible. Very te- very bad. Very bad.
1: Throwing at opposing players I, goes way above and beyond that. Yeah, and throwing yes. at umpire. Well, I mean the umpires union in MLB well, is actually pretty powerful.
0: Well, I don't this, think I this, don't think they were meaning I don't think they meant is, to strike an umpire. This I think is they were gonna they were get. Trying this to, is
1: gonna I mean this is getting reaction... Not just from the league, but from the umpires union too, because like this, this is this.
0: It actually hasn't at all. That, this is what I'm most fired up about. Yankees didn't put out any sort of statement condemning this. Major League Baseball didn't put out any sort of statement condemning this. There was no tweet. There was no statement. There was no, uh, uh, you know, after the game press conference, the the uh, Aaron Boone said something about it or whatever, but nothing. It's almost like they're 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 acting as if it didn't happen. They're
1: just wishing that it goes away.
0: Major League Baseball is so bass backwards or whatever the hell that expression is. Ass backwards about all this crap. How do you not like like there should be there should be enough video evidence to pick out who was throwing stuff and make sure that they're never allowed in Yankee Stadium again.
1: Right, anybody who threw anything that struck any players or any umpires should be banned for life. Period. Like what are we doing?
0: What what are we doing here? Yankees nothing, Major League Baseball nothing. Not a statement. There's no statement from from uh, Manfraud about anything about this. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's ridiculous.
1: Is baseball's silence a result of them not wanting to basically throw their cash cow under the bus? No. If the if the Indians had play, the Guardians. If the Guardians had played against, say, the Tampa Bay Rays in this well, game, if it was would, would the reaction be any different? Well, if
0: the roles were reversed, if this had happened at progressive field against the Yankee players, I mean yeah.
1: But That would be probably an even better comparison, yes.
0: I mean utterly ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. I don't understand. That's the thing that's making me upset the most. Because fans are going to be fans, and Yankee and, and New York and Yankee fans are scumbags. So you you'd expect maybe not for them to throw crap onto the field at the players, but you expect them to say some incendiary things and say some things and you know chirp at a guy who's who's laying on the field injured, which is like I'm not excusing it. That's absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, I don't. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I the fact that they're unless the re, unless these repercussions are going you know behind the scenes or whatever, but why would you ever do that behind the scenes? All you're doing by your inaction is excusing this to happen again. Somewhere else,
1: and you're also fostering bad blood between the two teams, right? So and and what's to say that when the Yankees come to Progressive Field right. later on the season, Shane Bieber, let's say, is on the mound. What's to say? First pitch of the game, he doesn't just throw at a guy, you know.
0: Well, not just that is, you know, what what about uh, some some fans getting all liquored up in right field and they start chucking stuff. They just start at, throwing stuff before the game even John begins. John Carlos Stanton out in right field, or oh, something yeah. like that. You know, like what what happens if that happens at, at that point? MLB can't step in and say, "Oh, Guardians fans, you're 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 bad." Like, yeah, washed. you didn't do anything to Yankee fans.
1: Yeah, watch it'll be ten cent beer night all thing, over though. again.
0: <laughs> here's the thing, though. Yes, the football team, the Browns fans did it in 2000, but again, different set of circumstances. Guardians fans are not going to ridicule a player who went all out to try and make a play, hurt himself, and was getting uh, medical treatment by the medical staff of the team, and you know, toss a bunch of four leggers words at at him or call him or. Do do uh this sign, you know, yeah. calling him a you know what. Hmm. That's what they were doing. Jeez. They're scumbags. They're absolute scumbags. So As
1: if you didn't need any more reason to hate the Yankees or Yankee fan. Thank yeah. you so much, Yankee fan, for just proving your complete ass this again. Yeah. Smart ass of the week, Yankee yep. fan. Yep
0: yep 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 well anyway I wanted to end the episode this week by uh doing a little NBA playoff update we didn't do this last week but that's because we were still lamenting the fact that the uh Cavaliers limped their way to the end of their season and they did not make the playoffs mm-hmm. uh the NBA playoffs are well underway we already have an elimination and go ahead the floor is yours
1: oh I see what you're where you're going with I'm this. giving you one I'm giving te- you the chance one of the teams I eliminated in the 24 game last week. One of the teams that uh, I basically hate their ownership. I hate their players. I hate pretty much everything about them. And I had been saying for weeks and weeks that uh, they were basically – You know the Russian doesn't own them anymore, right? Yeah, the Chinese guy does. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, but even I couldn't have predicted that um, the Brooklyn Nets would just not flat out not show up. I mean, they put up a fight in game one. They ended up losing on the last second play. And then after that, it was just all downhill. And for them to lose two straight games at Barclays the way they did, like, man, really? I'll be well, they have, what I'm right now. Really? They have no, they have
0: no home home court advantage at all. Like by sheer numbers, there were no, more Nets fans at those two games, but the Celtics fans were certainly louder
1: to a certain extent you're always going to have that issue when you're playing a nearby team geographically but like again if you are the mecca new york city like that shouldn't be happening and again this is this is what happens when you have multi team markets you know team it's harder for split fan bases to truly be invested in a team
0: yeah i mean the the brooklyn nets um they have all of the pomp and circumstance of a massive market New York team, but they have the team and the fan base alike, they have no soul. Like, the New York Knicks have been one of the worst NBA franchises of the last two decades. But when they've been in the playoffs, there's not a louder building in in the NBA than Madison Square Garden in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, now that Oracle Arena is gone. Yeah, yeah.
0: probably. And I you know, I would always put the queue up there in the LeBron years, but there's something about Madison Square Garden playoff basketball at Madison Square Garden. There's just something about it. But like that team has sucked for two decades. But like any hint of them being good, like last year they made the playoffs. New York was on fire for the Knicks last year, even though they only went they only they went out in the first round of the playoffs.
1: Their fans do have passion and soul. 100 percent. 100%. Brooklyn's 100%. don't. No, no. and and that's just a, you know. Maybe that's just me reading too much into it, but I think that's a function of their their franchise just being the most plastic, soulless, super team ish, tried but failed, yeah, kind of gobbly gook.
0: Right, go you ahead, know. give it to me.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, tell me
0: how much of an idiot I am. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I said the Nets could come out of the East. They got swept in the first round.
1: Yep, not one of your better choices. No. <laughs>
0: Good God. Might be my worst, to be honest. I've had some bad ones. I've also had some good ones, but I've
1: had some I've had some stickers. Is it more likely that Milan will win a champions league in the next two years than what <laughs> less likely than what just happened with the Nets? Oh well, let's
0: see what happens with their with their uh with their ownership takeover. <laughs> uh yeah, that's a whole nother show. But yeah. uh yeah, I would actually agree with that.
1: Is that the only team that's out so far? I think it is.
0: Yeah, so there's games going on tonight. Uh, actually, no. The The Heat just beat the Hawks, and they eliminated the Hawks in five.
1: Yep, they won that game 97-94. Uh, and while this, this won't be an elimination, this will be putting
0: a team that I think both of us thought were really, really good on the brink. The Timberwolves are up by three in Memphis in game five with four minutes to go. Now that game could still swing. There's still four minutes left, but if the T Wolves win to go up three two, going home they'll for have game a six, chance
1: to close out the series on their home floor in Game Number Six, yeah. which is never a good situation for a favorite team to to be in. Yep. Uh, now that would be a legit upset if the Grizzlies were to go out in round one.
0: And you want to talk about legit upsets? The Pelicans and the Suns are tied at two right now. The one verse eight. In the West. Game five is tonight at 10 o'clock in Phoenix. Phoenix does not have Devin Booker.
1: That is really hurting them quite significantly. The way that
0: the way that Brandon Ingram is playing, I would not put it by the Pelicans to eliminate. Now again, this could be another one of my clunker uh predictions, but I'm not actually predicting this. I'm just saying I would not put it past. For the Pelicans to go in there and win Game Five and have a chance to close out the Suns at home in Game Six. That's crazy because the Pelicans at the beginning now their record in the regular season was not good, but because of the play-in tournament, they got themselves into the playoffs. They were horrible at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah, one of the worst. Teams I mean, they in were. The ta- they were talking about firing. One of the David- worst teams in
0: the league. They were talking about firing David Griffin. Well. Zion hasn't played all year.
1: You see what happens to franchises when you fire David Griffin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um but man, Brandon Ingram's playing like a superstar right now. And I, I don't think anybody can underrate the CJ McCollum trade more. That was an incredible. that changed their whole season, was them trading for CJ McCollum at the trade deadline. So the uh Pelicans are there. Now,
1: there is one other really big time story that is that could potentially be developing here. Okay. Who is the team that you least liked in the East at the outside of the playoffs?
0: Uh,
1: there's one I'm thinking of. I'm surprised it didn't come right off your tongue.
0: Oh, oh, I know. Yeah. If there's one team that is going to squander a 3-0 lead, it's the team that's on the verge of doing it right now. Yeah. And it's the Philadelphia 76ers.
1: 76ers had a three, nothing lead. They actually won on a buzzer beater in game three, which I mean, you talk about a dagger to the heart. Like sure. you, you, you get beat on a buzzer beater in game one. That sucks. But you know, you got the rest of the series game yeah. two. Well, that's really bad, but like maybe you're going home and you know, you'd be able to turn it around there. You get beat by a buzzer beater in game three to go down three, nothing like, there's no – I mean, come on. How many teams would just come up and just, like, not even show up in Game 4, given yeah. that situation? The Raptors have instead won Game 4, and then they not only beat Philly, they pounded Philly in Game 5 on, in Philadelphia.
0: So Joel Embiid injured his hand in Game 4, uh, and he had a very pedestrian Game 5. And James Harden looks like he's 100 years old. And I'll tell you what, if there's one coach that's going to blow a big lead in the playoff series – it's their head coach, Doc Rivers, he's done it before. Actually, I think he's done it a few, t- he, I think he's blown 3-1 leads more than once. A couple of times. This would be 3-0, but if there's anybody that can do it. He
1: did it with the Clippers, and he did it with another team too, with Boston. did when he give up 3-1 lead in Boston? I don't
0: remember. I don't remember.
1: I know again, in 9, in 09 I, He might have
0: done it more than once with the Clippers. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll say this. If Toronto wins Game Six, I think. They're, oh my! Even though, out. even though Game Seven's in Philly,
1: you talk about the a amount team,
0: of pressure. You talk
1: about the pressure and a and, fan and,
0: base that if they, if let's see, if this gets to a Game Seven <laughs> and Toronto gets out to a hot start in Game Seven. Oh my! Oh, they're going to boo the 76ers all oh right over the before.
1: They'd probably be getting booed in pregame, quite is frankly.
0: Your, is, your, is your dad all doom and gloom, thinking that they're already going to lose the series, or does he think they're going to
1: win? No, he he hasn't really said too much about it i mean he, yeah. he, he blamed game four on mb getting hurt game five i maybe he's in a little bit of denial right now but he i i asked him about no, they it. still said, have a 3-2 lead so it's not I like, asked him about. It. He, he thinks they're gonna win game six but yeah,
0: they very know, well, well could see. they very well could um but yeah we'll see yeah good thanks for thanks for uh bringing that up because i would have totally forgot about that
1: I mean that's got to be the story at this. Well, I mean the Nets going out so humiliatingly that was definitely the the big story yesterday. Yeah. But as we get closer to the weekend, that could definitely be the big story, no mm-hmm. doubt about it.
0: Yep, and uh, that that Bulls uh, Bucks series is is dead and dead and buried. Uh, Bucks are up three to one. Zach Levine has entered uh, health and safety protocols today, so he's not he's not going to play in the game tomorrow. So they're done. Bulls are done that series is over. Did
1: he not play at all in game 3 or 4?
0: No, I think he did. I think he, today, I think he was uh he was uh put into safe health and safety protocols. Okay. So uh, he must have tested positive for COVID today. What,
1: what I don't understand is how do you win a game if you're an underdog team? How do you win on the favorite team's floor? And you, you do what you're supposed to do in the first two games. You you win one of the first two games on the road. Mm-hmm. Game three, you come home. The Bulls, I, I'm not making this up, the Bulls lost by 30 oh, in game smacked. three. And then they followed that up by losing by 24 in game four. Like, WTF? How you do you win a called? game in Milwaukee and then, and then lose that badly at home the next two games?
0: Uh, you, you're you playing against uh, uh, a super freak in Giannis Kumpo, and you snuck one by him on his home court, and that woke him up. Hmm. That's exactly what happened. But
1: he's only one guy.
0: Yeah, but he's he's like I listen, Giannis is not as good as LeBron, but he's like one of those guys to where like if you if you get if you get his attention or you wake him up or even worse, if you piss him off, you're done. He's just like one of those guys. It's a, especially like it like in you know how like LeBron, like LeBron in the East, it's it's just it's over. You know, when he was with the Heat and when he was with the Cavs. It's just, it's over. It's game, set, match in the, in the East. It's just, it's done. That's LeBron, basically what's going on with Giannis right now.
1: LeBron James and his whole career in the Eastern Conference, he didn't lose many playoff series. No. I mean, he didn't, I mean, gosh. You think about it, he made the finals how many years in a row? Eight. Eight. Four, 2011 to 2018. Four so, with Miami, four with Cleveland. So that whole time... He didn't lose a single series
0: inside the East. Nope. then he went three and five in the finals those eight years.
1: Lost a couple to the uh, lost one to the Spurs, lost one to the Mavericks, uh, and then lost the to the Warriors. Three to the Warriors. Which out of those, 2011, I think was really the only oh, one the that worst. they were expected to win. Uh, were they expected yeah. to win in 2014? I think that was like kind of even money at the start of the series. Probably. And then 2015, well, 2015, 2015 no, probably. the Warriors were definitely favored, but that was only because frigging Kelly love Olynyk, and, Love
0: and uh, Kyrie were out. Well, Kyrie went out Kyrie, in game one. Right. He got hurt in game one, but uh, yeah.
1: The other year that haunts me is a Cavaliers fan, 2015, Cavaliers yep. had a 2-1 lead without Love and Irving. Yeah. They would have had just, those guys. That would have been a championship.
0: They just would have had one of them. Yeah.
1: Right, if Kyrie didn't get hurt in game 1, we probably still win that series. If
0: Kyrie doesn't get hurt in overtime of game 1, we probably win game 1 and we might be up 3-0 in that series. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah well, those are those are ifs and buts. Yeah, I mean, those that, are that those are the, days we'll never get back. That's
1: the ultimate ifs and buts. I mean, other than maybe 2009. That is the ultimate ifs and buts. Yeah. So
0: but, uh, but anyway that uh, that's good that's that's our NBA playoff update uh, for the week and uh, I think that's pretty much gonna do it for us this week yep uh yeah so appreciate you guys listening thanks uh, we will be back next week uh, with another 24 game with another better known neighborhood and uh, we will be recapping the NFL draft uh, we'll see if Baker Mayfield has a new home and we will uh, be talking more about the uh, NBA playoffs because we'll be into the second round at that point.
1: Forecast for next week's episode, the 24 game is going to be ice cold.
0: Oh, Steve's made the executive decision. All right, so uh, for Steve, I am Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land. Follow us on social media at the Yellow TL podcast. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.